Giving Credit is a podcast giving those making a difference their credit. On a weekly basis, we'll be interviewing parents, tech CEOs, financial experts, kid entrepreneurs, and others to learn about credit, education, financial literacy, and building wealth equity. Thanks for joining us. I am so thrilled on this episode of Giving Credit to have a really inspirational guest, Daniel Blue of West Education. Daniel, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Annika, thank you so much for having me here. Absolutely. So you have a really inspiring story of what you've gone through um, to figure out what you wanted to do and ultimately get to where you are with your family, with your company, and all the great things that you're doing around finance and credit and education. So I'd love for you to unpack a little bit of that for our audience. Yeah. So I always like to start at 18 years old, right? 18 years old is when you are supposed to kind of figure your life out and know what you want to do. And Mm. at 18 years old, I was told to go to college. That's what society told me to do. Right. So I went to college, dropped out three months into it because Mm. I'm thinking, man, this whole college thing, it's just, it's not for me. It's, it's, it's Mm. not speaking to me. Right. So I dropped out of college. I ended up getting my daughter's mom pregnant at the time. And then I was addicted to Oxycontin. And mm. for those who don't know, Oxycontin is a, a really nasty, nasty pill that is, is levels above like Percocet, Lortab. It's basically heroin in the form of a pill, right? So mm. I'm 18. I dropped out of college, just got a woman pregnant and I'm a druggie and mm. it's a really expensive habit. It's $60 a pill and their oh pills gosh. are so, so small wow. and I'm doing one or two pills every day. So 60 to $120 every single day. So at this time, I'm lost. I don't know really what I want in life. And I end up through networking and looking at my life now. I'm, I'm 33 years old. I've been clean over a decade. Congratulations. No, thank you. And, and nowhere near shape or form am who I was back then, thank God. But networking back then and networking now has served me well, right? Mm. I'm a college dropout. I didn't come from money. My family isn't all of these entrepreneurs that handed me a business and I was able to do a lot of what I did back then and now through the power of networking and we can talk about that in a little bit later in the episode but where I'm going with all this is because of relationship building and networking I found a sales job in the real estate space and I started to do very well at that at 18 years old I was able to jump on the phones and you know, this is back in 2008, 2009, where it was just smile and dial. It was calling 150 people every single day and wow. getting rejected no after no after no after no. And you're just after that yes, right? And I was able to do pretty well. I was able to actually make right about six figures, 18, 19 years old. That's how I was able to afford that 60, $120 a day habit, right? And it's a blessing and a curse, a uh, curse being in that space. That's kind of how I was exposed to drugs because it was a really high, um, fast paced environment, mm-hmm. a lot of testosterone in the room. And, uh, you know, that's how I ended up getting introduced to drugs, but a blessing because I was able to get exposed to the industry that I'm in today. And, and that's the self-directed retirement account world. Because I remember Annika back in 2008, 2009, hearing people on the phone, hearing conversations people saying they use their retirement account to invest into real estate. They use their 401k to flip a house. They use their retirement account to invest into a business. And that really made me wonder because I thought retirement accounts was just for a stock, (laughs) was just for a mutual fund. So this whole notion that you could 
access a retirement account penalty and tax-free and use it how you want to use it and not how Wall Street is telling you. Mm. Like, that's cool. I, I want to mm-hmm. get into that mm-hmm. space. And uh, I ended up pivoting careers. I left the real estate, uh, kind of the sales arena, jumped into the self-directed retirement account space um, almost about 10 years ago. And uh, it's, it's been a fun ride since. Mm-hmm. So growing up, you didn't learn much about credit and finance or what what were your thoughts about money and credit because i think a lot of how we act around that when we get into those teenage years and start becoming adults is because of what we hear from our families and the you know whether it's good or positive because i think a lot of people have negative experiences from hearing their parents talk about the bills that are due or you know not having enough credit to do xyz things like that. Yeah. So I didn't get too much education on, on credit and my dad. And, and I think if we look at trauma or adversity that we face and mistakes that we, we, we make, a lot of it comes from that trauma, that adversity. And for me, that's when I was 12 years old, my parents got divorced. My dad moved to Mexico and, and he was nowhere to be found after mm. that. So now it's just my mom and I, Yeah. and my mom is a social worker at the time. She's working 10, 12 hour days, mm. she's gone all day, working her tail off, trying to make ends meet. And here I am 12, 13, 14 years old with an abundance of time, no supervision. Mm. So I'm just running the streets and making bad choices, unfortunately, right? Wow. So I didn't get a ton of education on this is what credit looks like. This is, you know, how you save money, things of that nature. I'm always really just like in survival mode. Yeah. So I remember at 18 years old, I remember using my debit card and, and then later that day getting a notification that I overdrafted on my account. Mm. I'm like, what's, what's an overdraft, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right? So because of that and that learning, then next thing you know, my thought process is I don't need credit. You know, I'm, I'm making, mm. you know, hundred grand a year as a kid, 18, 19 years old. Why do I need a credit card? I have a debit card. I have cash. I don't need a credit card. Right. So for a while, Annika, I actually didn't have, I didn't establish credit mm. and that was obviously a big mistake because, you know, you want to get credit going as soon as you right. can. That's why I love your guys's mission and in, in teaching the youth about credit and how to establish credit. Because if you could be 18, 19, 20 years old yeah. <laughs> with a nice looking credit score and, and, and nice limits on the credit cards and, and good rewards on those credit cards, um, then you can do some business credit, right? It, the doors open a ton yeah. for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So when did you realize, because you were 18, 19, making all this money, you decided you know, shortly thereafter to pivot to a new career, at what point did you realize, ooh, I need to establish credit for myself and my business? Yeah, it's, it's when I lost a lot. So back in 08, 09, I made enough money where I really didn't need to have a ton of credit. So I was able to buy a house. Um, it was my Amazing. first property, right? So it was an <laughs> FHA loan, right? So like the, you know, the underwriting wasn't too crazy, right? So I bought a house in 08 at the pinnacle of the market, right? <laughs> And uh, actually ended up uh, buying a Range Rover. And that was so dumb. The monthly payment <laughs> on that, Annika, was 1200 bucks a month. Oh, the worst part, the insurance was $600 a month. I'm oh, my gosh. Years old, driving a 2005 Range Rover in 09, right? So AIG or whoever the insurance carrier was like, yeah, this guy's high risk. Yeah, yeah. $600 oh, a no. month. Right. So, you know, that that's that's kind of where my mindset was, where I was at that point in my life. And then when the market took a crap, 
um, in, in 09. And then I was just spending so much money. Yeah. I was spending more than what I was making. Then I had my daughter and, you know, I'm still using drugs and I'm just going towards this, going down this, this spiral. I lost everything. I, I lost my house. Mm-hmm. I, I went from driving a Range Rover to not having a car and then, you know, having to buy a, a car cash, a Mazda three, because mm-hmm. just my, my credit wasn't, you know, obviously good. My income wasn't there anymore. Right. So then I'm like, man, I need to have this credit game figured out. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting my first credit card with like, I think it was a secured credit card, was mm-hmm. able to put $300 on it. And the next thing you know, I know, I get like a $500 limit credit card. And then I just, the main thing that people have to understand with, with credit is number one, you just have to have a foundation. You can't spend more than you make. If you spend more than you make, it's really going to be hard mm-hmm. for you to have a really good credit score because the two factors, as you know, and your audience probably knows that really make up a credit score. One is the payment history. If you're spending more than you're making, you're probably going to be late on some payments. And mm-hmm. if you're late on payments, say goodbye to ever having a good credit score or an excellent credit score. And then the second part that makes a good credit score is your utilization rates, right? You want to be under 30%. So if you have a credit card that has a $10,000 limit, and you're constantly over a three thousand mm-hmm. dollar balance. Mm-hmm. When your balance is reported to the credit bureaus, your credit score is not going to be rocking and rolling, right? So again, mm-hmm. if you're spending more than what you're making, it's going to be hard to be consistently on time with your payments. It's going to be hard to be under that threshold of the thirty percent utilization rate on your credit lines, right? So I had to start with just some discipline and being smarter with my own financial choices and spending way less than what I was making. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a number of years. So then I was able to, you know, just pay off my credit cards every month, mm-hmm. um, just really be strategic on which credit cards I was using. Oh, okay, great. Discover gives me 5% cash back on Amazon purchases. All right, great. I'm going to use my discover for this, right? Credit is almost like a game. And, and if you play the game, you can get some really good rewards, some good uh, mm-hmm. cash back uh, on it. But then going back to your question earlier, as I was doing that for a number of years, I started to really build up some nice looking credit. And, and then part of all of this is just my tax situation. Um, mm. I didn't really sit down with the CPA and oh. set up LLCs and get structured with you know entities and whatnot. So I started building some business credit. Then I realized, oh shoot, I've got this LLC. I can go open up a business credit mm-hmm. card and people get a business credit card because that debt doesn't report on your personal credit report. And usually the interest rates are lower than personal credit cards. So mm-hmm. all of this Annika happening in my mid twenties then led me to helping me start my company four years ago, because four years ago I started Quest Education mm-hmm. and I was at a point where I had money set aside and then I had access to a lot of 0% credit card offers. That's fantastic. And that's massive guys. <laughs> it, it, I'm not condoning uh, recklessly spending money and just putting money on a credit card just because, you know, it's a 0% card. Mm-hmm. I was strategic, right? You know, I used my credit cards at a 0% interest rate to invest in my business because I knew if I had a 0% interest rate for 12 months, I was going to use the money for A, B, and C. And then the mm-hmm. goal would be to use that money to make money and pay mm-hmm. back the credit card. And then there's no interest in the picture. I'm using the bank's money. I'm using other people's money. Right. For free. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way to do it. So what does Quest Education do? Yeah, so there's trillions of dollars locked up right now. You, you've worked your tail off 10, 20, 30 years in corporate. You have this money in your 401k and your IRA, and mm-hmm. you've been conditioned to think that you can't touch this money mm-hmm. until you're old and retired. You can't access this money. And that money is only for the stock market, and that's it. 
And that's not true. You, you actually can access your retirement account money now and use that money in a penalty and tax-free manner. Hmm. And that's what we help people do. And, and once people understand that concept, the wheels start turning. They start thinking, well, shoot, maybe I could use some of my retirement account money to start my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like here recently we helped someone that needed some, some capital to start their online business and they didn't want to use their savings. They didn't want to get a loan from the bank. One, it's kind of hard for a new business to get a loan from the bank, right? Yep. <laughs> Hence why I was able to use my personal credit um, and leverage some business credit and get 0% mm-hmm. interest rate credit cards. Because if you go down to the bank and you're like, hey, I want a loan for my business, they're going to ask for tax returns, income verification, right? So a new business getting funding is, is you know, a little bit more difficult, right? So you know, that's, that's where, you know, this person I'm referencing that we help use her retirement account to start mm-hmm. her business. She really liked the idea of just pulling money from her retirement account penalty and tax free hmm. using that money to start her business and then uh you know she's she's off to the races so people can use their retirement accounts in a lot of different ways maybe it's paying off high interest rate credit card debt maybe it's investing into real estate maybe it's using the money to start their own business there's so many ways that you can use your money other than just the stock market people just don't know that it, it exists yeah, I think it's one of those things that we have fear about, right? It's there's the fear of ruining your credit, having credit card debt on one hand and leveraging that. And on the other side, then we're encouraged to save, to put money into these retirement accounts. But then we're told, oh, there's going to be these huge penalties, these huge fees if you take money out. So I think this is ingenious. Um, any way that we can help people understand how to use their money better and how to leverage their money for things to make it, you know, really solidify their futures. It's yeah, important. it just comes down to tools in the tool belt, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a one size shoe fits all. You should use a 0% credit card to start your business. Maybe for your situation, that doesn't make the most sense, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with our service, our strategy, right? Basically what we're doing is we're taking someone's 401k from their old job or an IRA. Mm -hmm. They can't access that money penalty and tax-free to start their business. They can't pull the money out penalty and Mm tax-free to pay off high interest rate credit card debt or or invest in real estate. But what they could do is take that 401k from their old job or that IRA Mm -hmm. and convert it into what's called a solo 401k. Mm. That's the type of retirement plan that we help people set up. It's IRS approved. It's been around for decades. <laughs> and, and once the money's in the solo 401k, then you're the captain of your own ship. Oh, you can use the nice. money penalty and tax free to start your business, pay off high interest rate credit card debt, things of that nature. So going back to my statement I made earlier, the solo 401k is just a tool in the tool belt, right? And depending on your situation, what you're trying to accomplish, um, you know, it might be a tool that makes the most sense with where you're at in your life right now. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Now, do you work with people in one specific area or all over the country? Yeah, so we've got about 1,000 customers in all 50 states. Everything nice. that we do is, is over the phone as far as our teaching, our education, mm-hmm. um, and, and servicing and, and helping people out. Um, solo 401ks are the accounts that we help people set up. So mm-hmm. solo, hence the word solo, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to be talking to people that are entrepreneurs, but in the solopreneurship Mm. world. So in the IRS's eyes, you qualify for a solo 401k. If you have some kind of business activity and there's no W2 full-time employees in the Mm. picture. So Mm -hmm. maybe you have a nine to five job right now 
but you've got this side business. Maybe you do some marketing for a company or you're a realtor and you get 1099 income or you have an online business that you want to start that you have up and going or you do some consulting. If there's some kind of entrepreneurship activity in the picture and you don't have W-2 employees that are full-time mm -hmm. in, in, in involved, then you qualify for the solo 401k. You can have 1099 contractors. You just can't have full-time mm -hmm. uh, W-2 mm -hmm. employees in the picture. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So if you could go back and give yourself some past advice or your, your past self advice about credit and finance, what would you say to yourself? Man, it would have been starting earlier <laughs> with the discipline of spending less than what you're making. It, mm -hmm. It's so easy to just spend more than what you're making and not be intentional, right? And, and just the devil's in the details, right? Just looking at exactly how much you have coming in and what are what are the priorities right and there's always a way to make it happen and when you're young and you think you know everything right you just operate that way mm -hmm. and you're just <laughs> ignorant so you know credit oh. is is super super powerful there's a you know i've i've had a 500 credit score i've had you know 750 800 credit score mm -hmm. I don't think a 500 credit score is where you want to be in your life. You've right. a 600 credit <laughs> score, right? Like life is just harder. You know, your insurance premiums are mm -hmm. probably higher. It's going to be harder for you to get an apartment complex. Shoot, I think some, you know, cell phone carriers run your credit, right? Your credit's just, it's it's anything, it's everything related to you. And then especially if you want to get into business, um, you know, you, you do have to have a good personal credit score. People talk about business credit. I think right now business credit is kind of like a, you know, it's a, it's a popular term to say, you know, set up an LLC and, you know, mm -hmm. get access to a bunch of business credit and it's 0% and it doesn't impact your personal credit score. And it's kind of make it sound like super, super easy and super, super attractive, which it is attractive, but you still need to have the foundation. And the foundation is a solid personal credit score. Like your personal credit score is going to get looked at pretty much in anything that you do. It's just mm -hmm. a matter of how much they weigh that personal credit score in the picture. But if you don't have a good personal credit score, it's going to be harder to get financing, a mortgage, business loans, lines of credit, cheap money, things of that nature. So I would have started on my personal credit, you know, a lot earlier mm -hmm. in, in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that something else that you brought up, the fancy car, all of that stuff, we fall into those traps not even just when you're in your teens or early 20s. I mean, people at all ages fall into those traps of keeping up with your neighbor, keeping up with the Joneses, make, feeling like to show success, you have to have the outward things of success, right? Like the fancy car, um, like owning a house, even if you're not quite ready for it, uh, you don't have all the savings that you need for home repairs and for the mortgage and the insurance if something else happens, like with your job. Yeah. And I think that's where you just have to be really self-aware of your situation and just, and, and I'm glad you bring this up because in 2022, we just judge everything off of social media, right? right. <laughs> your, your friend just got back from a trip to Bali, right? Your other friend just got married and they got married on the beach and it looks like their wedding was $20,000, right? Mm -hmm. So you kind of feel behind. You don't know everyone's situation. You mm -hmm. don't know their credit score. You don't know how much they owe in, in debt. You don't know if they're spending way more than what they're making, right? You, you don't know those things. So I think, like you said, it's really important to just be self-aware of where you're at with your situation. Um, you're at a different stage in your life and you actually might be further ahead than that person, mm -hmm. but they make it appear that that's not the case, but it mm -hmm. shouldn't be about you 
comparing against them it's really just comparing yourself to yourself right like where were you last year where were you last month where were you you know two years ago and just making sure that you're you're making progress um and the car thing i think everyone's different about that it's interesting you know back in the day when i was 18 19 like maybe it's just i needed to get out of my system so Mm. once i had the nice car and I drive, we've got three cars right now and it's uh, a Honda Accord, a Honda Civic and that Mazda three that I brought yeah. up to you earlier, <laughs> we, we actually still have it. Wow. And uh, it's hard for me to let it go because it, it kind of is a close, um, you know, it's close to my heart. You know, mm-hmm. I bought that car in 2010 and, you know, and it's been with me this whole time. So I think it's just something <laughs> I'll, I'll probably never let go, but I'd rather invest my money into, you know, assets, into my business, into you know, masterminds, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in coaching and masterminds yeah. and investing into rooms like that. So um, I'd rather spend my money there than cars. I'm just not much of a car guy, but maybe you're listening to this right now and you are a car person. Like mm-hmm. you love everything about a Lamborghini or you love everything yeah. about, you know, you know, one of those F-150s that are a hundred oh, yeah. <laughs> truck, right? But like, that's cool. Like if that's what gets you going, everyone is different. Um, but like you said earlier, you just want to make sure you have the foundation to where, it, it makes sense to make that kind of financial decision. Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned your daughter and you have, you have a more than one now, right? I uh, know. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, my, uh, I'm 33 years old. My, my daughter is going to be 14 and, mm. uh, yeah, no, I had one really early and, uh, my wife and I, um, definitely want to have a child. We've been together for about 10 years. My wife is just like the best stepmom out there. Nice. Um, you know, she just has kind of her career and my career right now. Is, so we're trying to figure out when's the right time yeah. to uh, add to the family. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we both have teenagers. Uh, how do you talk to your daughter about money and credit and finance and help her not necessarily have to learn all the lessons that you had to learn along the way? Yeah. So you know, I, I definitely have gone over just some of the, the basics, but then also kind of letting her fall on her face too, because that's mm. how I learned. But then being there to teach her about that lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get a ton of that because, you know, with my dad gone and my mom just like super busy, super, like just working her tail off, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just her. Right. So like with her, you know, when she gets money, you know, I try to teach her about, you know, how to allocate that money properly. Um, but you know, when you're 12, 13 years old, you get the money <laughs> and you spend it. Right. So then, you know, when she's broke and then she asks for something, mm-hmm. right. That's just a really good teaching moment. But you know, yesterday we were at the store and uh, bought her something at Walmart and I pull out my, my wallet and uh, she's like, dad, why do you have like eight credit cards? Mm-hmm. Well, because it, it helps with your credit score. So the example I gave her, I said, look, in science, you have A, Bs and Cs, right? She's like, yeah. I said, okay, well, the same thing with the credit score game and, and A in science is really like the equivalence of having like a mm-hmm. 750 or 800 credit score. Mm-hmm. A B in science is having like maybe a 680 to a 700 credit score. Mm-hmm. And a C in science is probably like a 600 credit score. So like 600 is not that great. 750, 800 is pretty solid. She's like, mm-hmm. okay. I said, well, what makes up your grades in your school? She's like, well, my homework, showing up to class, um, the tests. I was like, okay, I'm the same thing with the credit card, your, your mm-hmm. credit score, your credit score is, are you making your payments on time? Um, how much do you owe on your credit cards? And then how many accounts that you have? How many active credit cards do you have? Um, if I only had one credit card compared to having eight credit cards, my credit score wouldn't be as high as it is right now. So that's why I have these different types of accounts because I want to have a good credit score. And then she's like, well, why do I need a good credit score? I was like, when do you want to move out of my house? She's like, <laughs> 
now. I'm like, okay, really? Like, when do you want to move out of my house? She's like, when I'm 18. I'm like, okay, you're going to need to get a lease. Mm -hmm. um, and the lease, the apartment company is going to run your credit. And if your credit sucks, you're going to call me and I'm going to have to sign your lease because they're going to need my credit. So your credit score matters for everything. If you want to buy a car, if you want to buy a house, if you want to rent an apartment, that phone that I pay for, they pulled my credit. <laughs> if you want your own phone, they're going to pull your credit. Mm -hmm. so I kind of saw her wheels start turning there. So just kind of having little conversations, you know, like, like that is, but more importantly is your kids, those kind of conversations are nice, but what really matters is the actions, right? It's monkey yeah. see, monkey do, yeah. right? If, if she hears me always talk about how, you know, we're broke financially or we're stressed out or, um, you know, complaining about a credit score, like it's, it's, it's about what she sees happen. And, and what yeah. she sees happen is she sees, you know, two pa parents, you know, work consistently, um, not spend more than they make. Like she doesn't know that I, you know, we have a, a business that does seven figures, right? She knows mm -hmm. that I've got 13 employees and we do pretty well, mm -hmm. but she also sees that we don't spend extravagantly, mm -hmm. right? We have you know, kind of some basic cars and, you know, she just knows that we are intentional with our money. Right. Yeah. So those kinds of yeah. habits are important for her to see. So then that way she realizes, okay, just cause I get this money doesn't mean I should spend it. Right. Like I see my mom and my dad, yeah. like I know they have money to spend, but they're not spending it because there's a plan behind it. Right. Mm -hmm. So just being cognizant about those kinds of things, I think is really important too. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I like the way that you incorporated a lesson about grades. And, you know, A's, B's, and C's into that analogy about credit scores. That's yeah, you know, kid, kids can definitely understand a lot more when you try to <laughs> have some kind of analogy that applies to their life, right? To yeah. relate to them. Yeah, exactly. So if you had $100,000 today, tax-free, no strings attached, what would you do with that money? Invest into some kind of mastermind. <laughs> so, you know, again, I dropped out of college. I don't have... Um, you know, I wasn't born with money, mm -hmm. didn't have this playbook on a business. I've been able to, to really get to where I am today by just surrounding myself with, with people that are, are high level. And, and for those who don't know what a mastermind is, it's just a, a, a group of like-minded individuals that come together. And uh, there's usually some kind of agenda, you know, maybe there's a speaker that, that comes in and is going to talk about, you know, email marketing or, you know, mm -hmm. PR or, mm -hmm. or branding or, you know, hiring or firing or, or culture, right? So like there's yeah. some kind of theme behind it. Um, but then there's people in the room that you know are spending a significant amount of money and they're traveling to that destination and they're committed. And you're just in this room where that person does insurance and that person has, you know, a financial literacy company and this person over here has a podcast company, right? Just different industries and yeah. you just come together and you can learn from everyone in the room. And then next thing you know, you're doing business together, you're creating friendships with people. So you know, I, I definitely could buy a nice car every year. And mm -hmm. uh, instead of using that money, I, I use that money to invest into a few different masterminds yeah. that, you know, really helped me grow. Yeah, that's really beautiful. So, Danielle, what is there anything that we've, we've left out that you'd want to cover? I think right now is just a really good time to, if you've got a 401k or an IRA, to really just ask yourself a few different questions, right? I was mm -hmm. at the gym this morning and you know, I just see CNBC and it's just nothing but red, right? right? Like just, it feels like every single day the market is down. There's just something mm -hmm. going on, you know, the war in Russia, inflation, government raised interest rates, the yeah. jobs reports, like it's just something 
that pressures the market and it's in the red. So with the stock market going down, your retirement account's probably going down, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people feel hopeless. They feel like they just can't do anything about it. And you actually can, right? But it just comes down to, you know, maybe getting a second set of eyes on that mm-hmm. account. Maybe asking some more questions, understanding what you can and can't do with that account, because, you know, where we're at right now is uh, it's a matter of just maybe getting a little bit more creative to ensure that you're set up for the long run. Right. And, and most yeah. people have a retirement account to have a peace of mind, to feel like a sense of security. Right. Um, and I think a lot of people are losing that right now just because of the concern that they have. But it's not too late. It's just a matter of you understanding what is possible and what mm-hmm. you can do. Um, and then figuring out what's the best move to make. And, and that's where a company like ours, you know, might be helpful for you. Yeah, that's interesting. Thank you. Now, what is the easiest way for people to follow you and uh, connect with you if they're interested in learning more about the services that you offer? Yeah, so it'd be danielblue.me. So it's Daniel Blue, just like the color, dot mm-hmm. me. That website's got a, a bunch of free information. Uh, I run, a, I write a ton of articles for Forbes, so a lot of helpful in, information there. I've got a podcast called How Winners Win, and uh, that podcast teaches people how to win financially, win in their mm. personal life, and in, in their entrepreneurial life. Uh, and we're on all the major platforms. So if you, if you like podcasts, which I'm guessing you do while you're listening to <laughs> right now, um, you know, I would love if you subscribe to How Winners Win. And, and I know you'd like that, uh, like that podcast and what we could teach you. And then uh, as far as my, all my social media handles are on the website as well. I also wrote a book called Blueprint to Your Best Retirement. Nice. And uh, the book is very easy to easy to understand, simple to read. It, it teaches you how to access your retirement account penalty and tax-free, how to make money tax-free. And, and you can pick that up um, on Audible or uh, the hardcover or you know on uh, kin, uh, the Kindle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if I've got your wheels spinning and you're like, holy cow, <laughs> I did not know I could access my retirement account penalty and tax-free. I want to learn more. Um, there's a place for you to do that on this website as well. Fantastic. Yeah, I think it's it's really important for us all to have experts like you because I know from to me, like I'm not a finance person thinking about like which tax codes are the right ones right now and what can I do with this and that. I always want to have somebody who's smarter, better, and this is what you do and you know this inside and out. So thank you for offering yourself as a resource and providing lots of great tips and tricks for everybody on this podcast, on your podcast, through your book and all of the other things that you have on your website. I uh, thank you for giving me your platform and uh, definitely would love to be a, a resource for for your audience. Um, I'm pretty active on Facebook and Instagram. So right. you know, feel free to DM me if uh, you know if you have a question or whatnot. I do my best to respond to all of the, the DMs. So would love to be a resource for you guys. Awesome. Thank you to our audience for coming back for another week of Giving Credit, the podcast giving people the credit that is due to them, such as our guest today, Daniel Blue. I'll have all of his contact information in the show notes. And if you're liking the podcast, please leave us a review. All the reviews help other people find us and they really help. And with that, we'll be back again in a couple of weeks. This podcast has been brought to you by Kitty Credit, a mobile app designed to educate children on the credit system by completing chores. Now available in the App Store and on Google Play. For more information, go to kittycredit.com. K-I-D-D-I-E k-r-e-d-i-t dot com.